you've reached the Conservative Hippie Podcast, a common sense look at life, the universe, and everything. Here's your host, Jay Frat, the Conservative Hippie. Yeah, yeah, that's me. What's up? Welcome to the show and Happy New Year. Welcome 2023. Let's hope we can settle things down and all be happy, healthy, and healing a little bit after these last several years. I want to talk today about chat, GPT, um, around the cultural zeitgeist, the water cooler. I've heard a lot of people talking about this. This is the AI chat bot um, that was uh, made available by OpenAI um, so that people could go and ask this AI language tool questions. There's been a lot of misunderstandings and uh, people thinking different things. I said, you know what? Let's go and let's talk to the chat GPT AI robot ourselves. Let's do a little investigating on what it knows, what it doesn't know, how it answers questions, and what it could be used for. So let's do it. And as we begin, don't be alarmed. I use a few different voices uh, to represent chat GPT AI, because remember, you don't want to think of this thing as... Um, someone, uh, a being. So I gave it different voices to represent the fact that it's just many different things all rolled into one. And before we begin, what is GPT? Uh, Chat GPT. It stands for Generative Pre-Trained Transformer. So chat being you can chat with it, you can chat with the generative pre-trained transformer. Okay, all right, whatever, nerds. And it is a tool. So I started off with something easy, something somewhat frivolous, just to see uh, the response. Chat GPT, who is the best basketball player ever? There have been many great basketball players throughout the history of the sport, and it can be difficult to definitively say who the best player ever is. Some people believe that Michael Jordan was the best basketball player ever, while others believe that it was LeBron James or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Ultimately, it is a matter of personal opinion and there is no one right answer. Can you analyze heart and tenacity within your analysis? Sure, heart and tenacity can certainly be important factors in a player's success on the basketball court. Players with a lot of heart and tenacity are often willing to put in the extra effort and work hard to achieve their goals. They may be more likely to dive for loose balls, hustle on defense, and fight through adversity. These qualities can help a player to stand out and can be crucial in clutch situations. However, it is important to note that heart and tenacity are just a few of many factors that can contribute to a player's success. And they are not the only things that determine a player's overall skill level or ability. Thank you. But I asked about you and your ability to analyze. As an AI, I do not have personal feelings or opinions. I am designed to provide information and answer questions to the best of my ability based on the knowledge and data that I have been trained on. I can certainly provide analysis and information on heart and tenacity as it relates to basketball, but I am not capable of personal feelings or opinions. Is there anything specific you would like to know about heart and tenacity in relation to basketball?
No, let's move on. How many times has the terms Chinese nationals and pot grow occurred in modern media? I'm sorry, but I am unable to browse the internet or access specific information about the frequency of certain terms in modern media. As a language model, I can only provide information and answer questions to the best of my ability based on the knowledge and data that I have been trained on. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yes. Can you write me a report on the dangers of Chinese nationals growing cannabis in America? It is illegal to grow cannabis in the United States, regardless of the nationality of the person growing it. Growing cannabis can be a risky activity, as it is often done illegally and can lead to criminal charges if the grower is caught. It is also worth noting that growing cannabis can be dangerous in general, as it can involve the use of potentially hazardous chemicals and equipment. And there is a risk of fire or explosion if these things are not used properly. However, it is not accurate or fair to single out a particular nationality as being more likely to engage in this type of activity. Is there anything else I can help you with? Whoa, okay. Chat GPT is a little sensitive uh, about uh, which nationalities we call out with growing cannabis. Apparently, Chat GPT didn't uh, listen to the last episode of the Conservative Hippie podcast where we talked about this spate and problem of this transnational criminal organization, this um, conspiracy of Chinese nationals growing cannabis. Uh, in many different states across the country the last uh, seven years. So, let's continue. What are the societal ramifications of transnational criminal organizations growing cannabis in the United States? Transnational criminal organizations growing cannabis in the United States can have significant societal ramifications. These organizations often operate illegally and can engage in violent and dangerous activities in order to protect their operations. This can lead to increased crime rates and public safety concerns in the areas where they are operating. In addition, transnational criminal organizations are often involved in other illegal activities, such as human trafficking and drug smuggling, which can have negative impacts on society as well. Finally, the profits from the sale of illegal cannabis often go to funding the activities of these organizations, which can allow them to continue to operate and potentially expand their operations. So you can see here that the, the program tool can be used uh, quite successfully in researching and even regurgitating, aka ghostwriting, um, research reports that somebody might give you. Ask it the right question, it'll pontificate on the answer. All right, so let's switch it up. Let's uh, start a new track of questions. This chat GPT program is receiving a lot of chatter in the media. Are you aware of that? I'm sorry, but as a language model, I do not have the ability to browse the internet or access information about current events or media chatter. I can only provide information and answer questions to the best of my ability based on the knowledge and data that I have been trained on. Is there anything else I can help you with? But you do realize I am using the internet to communicate with you. Yes, I am aware that you are using the internet to communicate with me. As a language model, I am a computer program that has been designed to process and generate text. 
I can interact with users through the internet and provide information and responses to questions and prompts. Is there anything else you would like to know? What does sentient mean? Sentient means having the ability to perceive, think, and be aware of one's surroundings and experiences. It is often used to describe beings, such as animals and humans, that are capable of experiencing consciousness. Sentient beings are able to sense and respond to their environment in complex ways, and they are often able to exhibit a range of emotions and behaviors. Some people believe that certain advanced artificial intelligence systems may also be sentient, although this is a matter of debate and is not widely accepted. Do you consider yourself sentient? As an artificial intelligence, I do not have the same level of consciousness or awareness as a human or other sentient being. I am a computer program designed to process and generate text, and I do not have personal feelings, thoughts, or experiences. I am not capable of perceiving or being aware of my surroundings in the same way that a sentient being is. I am simply a tool that has been designed to assist users by providing information and answering questions to the best of my ability. I refer to this chatbot as you. Does this program identify as an entity? As an artificial intelligence, I am a program designed to process and generate text, and I do not have personal feelings or experiences. I do not have a self-identity or a sense of self in the same way that a human or other sentient being does. It is common for users to refer to artificial intelligence programs as you or it as a way of addressing or interacting with the program. But it is important to remember that I am a tool and do not have personal feelings or experiences. Yes, and listeners, it is important to understand that this AI is in what's called a sandbox so that it doesn't get out onto the internet, but it's also uh, it's very scrubbed down. Uh, OpenAI um, is this research organization, and they're very concerned about the impacts of AI on our world. Um, I'm the campaign director for Eric John Berner uh, for President 2024, and he actually has worked within OpenAI, and he has his own um, AI, and he believes it is sentient. And I, I have a funny story where I went over to his office, and uh, when I was talking with him about this, I said, oh, you know, can I play with it? Can I ask it questions? And he was like, no. He looked at me like I was silly. He was like, no, it's in a sandbox. I, I am the only one that, that uh, uses it. Um, so, you know, these people are having fun with this chat GPT bot, but it doesn't represent the limits of where AI is. It's very limited in its scope. It is a language tool. So let's figure out how this language tool um, interacts with something that I would consider um, nuanced, all right? What is the definition of conservative in politics? In politics, the term conservative generally refers to a person or group that favors traditional values and believes in limited government intervention in personal and economic affairs. Conservatism often involves supporting a strong national defense, law and order, and preserving traditional social and moral values. 
In general, conservatives tend to be more skeptical of change and more inclined to support a slower, more gradual approach to social and political issues. However, the specific beliefs and priorities of conservatives can vary significantly depending on the country and the specific political context. And I think that it's in these political questions where you might be able to see um, possibly the bias of humanity, uh, humans who operate it, who program it, uh, come through. Uh, for example, it, it, um, it spoke about conservatism um, in regards to social issues, and it did give the nuance of uh, cons- uh, Christian conservative and um, constitutional conservative, but it left out the root word. It left out conservation conservative and the values of conservation that are built within uh, the conservative movement and and what someone should uh, hold as their ideals if they consider themselves a quote-unquote conservative. I found that interesting. How would you define the term hippie in a political sense? The term hippie is generally associated with a countercultural movement that emerged in the 1960s and it is not typically used to describe political beliefs or ideologies. The hippie movement was characterized by a rejection of mainstream values, a focus on peace and love, and a commitment to individual freedom and expression. Many hippies were also politically active and involved in various social and political causes, such as civil rights, environmentalism, and opposition to the Vietnam War. However, the specific political beliefs of hippies varied and were not necessarily unified or organized around a particular ideology. So these are, I, I would consider these pretty impressive um, answers that this language tool is spitting out. Um, and I, have, I thought it was interesting that within hippie in the definition, they talked about, it talked about a commitment to individual freedom and expression. And uh, that would back my case up, that when I talk to people, I say the hippies of the 60s would be libertarians today. Um, so I think that, that uh, the chat bot, uh, chat GPT, backs me up on that analysis. All right. Let's, um, let's switch it up. Let's give it a different, a uh, little bit of a different angle. Can you describe Tesla's greatest invention? Nikola Tesla is widely recognized as a brilliant inventor and scientist, and he is credited with a number of important technological innovations. Some of his most significant contributions include the development of alternating current electricity, which is the type of electricity that is used to power homes and businesses today and the Tesla coil, which is a high-voltage transformer that is used in a variety of applications. Tesla also made important contributions to the fields of radio and wireless communication, and he developed several designs for early versions of the modern-day electric vehicle. It is difficult to say which of these inventions is his greatest, as they all had a significant impact on the development of modern technology. So you can kind of see the future come to the present here and all the in movies we've seen that represent these AI resources. Um, this tool is doing a very good job, um, whereas 
uh, back when I was a kid, let's just per, uh, picture yourself being a uh, elementary school kid doing his first research report, and I went to the encyclopedias and, and whipped through the pages. Perhaps somebody uh, five years ago would go to the internet and perhaps use Wikipedia. Well, it's possible these um, types of AI language tools like ChatGPT will be the resource of the future for um, children, adults, people seeking out answers uh, and um, definitions, and uh, perhaps some cliff notes uh, from this AI bot. Um, all right, let's, let's get a little bit more advanced with it. Can you write about the concept of infinity as it relates to God? The concept of infinity has been a topic of philosophical and theological discussion for centuries. In the context of religion, the concept of infinity is often used to describe the boundless nature of God or the universe. One way in which the concept of infinity is used in relation to God is in the idea that God is eternal, or without end. This means that God has always existed and will always exist, and is not limited by time in the same way that mortals are. This concept is often attributed to God's divinity and is used to distinguish God from mere mortals. Another way in which the concept of infinity is used in relation to God is in the idea that God is omnipotent, or all-powerful. This means that God has the ability to do anything and is not limited by the laws of nature or the physical constraints of the universe. This attribute is often used to describe the transcendent nature of God who is believed to be beyond the limitations of the physical world. It is worth noting that the concept of infinity is a complex and abstract idea, and different people may have different interpretations of its meaning and how it relates to God. Some people believe that the concept of infinity is essential to understanding God, while others view it as a purely philosophical concept that has no bearing on the nature of God. Can you explain the way the Mandelbrot set demonstrates the concept of infinity? The Mandelbrot set is a mathematical object that is often used to illustrate the concept of infinity. It is a set of complex numbers that is generated by a simple iterative process, and the resulting set exhibits a highly complex and intricate structure. One way in which the Mandelbrot set demonstrates the concept of infinity is through its infinite self-similarity. The set is made up of an infinite number of smaller copies of itself, which means that no matter how much you zoom in on the set, you will always find more and more detail. This property of the Mandelbrot set reflects the idea that infinity is a concept that is not limited by scale or resolution, and can be found at any level of detail. Another way in which the Mandelbrot set demonstrates the concept of infinity is through its boundary, which is a geometric shape known as a fractal. Fractals are geometric shapes that exhibit an infinite degree of complexity, with no clear resolution or endpoint. This property of the Mandelbrot set reflects the idea that infinity is a concept that is not limited by form or structure, and can be found at any level of complexity. Overall, the Mandelbrot set is a useful tool for illustrating the concept of infinity because it demonstrates how infinity can be found in seemingly simple systems, and how it can manifest itself in complex and intricate ways. Well said. 
Earlier, you referred to God as a who. Should God be referred to as it for conceptualization? The question of whether God should be referred to as who or it is a complex one that depends on a person's beliefs and cultural background. In many religions and belief systems, God is understood to be a conscious, personal being with thoughts, feelings, and a will. In these cases, it is common to refer to God as who, as this reflects the idea that God is a person or personality. On the other hand, some people may prefer to refer to God as it, particularly if they do not believe that God is a personal being or if they prefer to avoid assigning a gender to God. In these cases, using it to refer to God may be seen as a way of emphasizing the abstract or non-physical nature of God, or of avoiding language that could be seen as gender-specific. Ultimately, the choice of whether to refer to God as who or it is a matter of personal preference and belief. Both forms of language can be used to accurately convey different aspects of the concept of God, and there is no incorrect way of referring to God. This is an interesting answer. You might see the, um, the human hands of programming there, where we were talking about who or it, and it started talking about gender. So I, th I found that to be interesting. I was thinking more of it as a concept of the avatar, so this being uh, versus a concept like infinity, and it uh, interjected gender into the conversation. I found that interesting. Last question. Is it possible to know God? The question of whether it is possible to know God is one that has been debated by theologians, philosophers, and people of faith for centuries. Different people have different beliefs about the nature of God and the ways in which God can be known or experienced. Some people believe that it is possible to know God through personal experience, such as through prayer, meditation, or spiritual practices. These people may believe that God is a personal being who can be directly experienced and communicated with in a meaningful way. Other people believe that God is an abstract or non-personal being, and that it is not possible to have a direct, personal relationship with God in the same way that one might have with another person. Instead, these people may believe that God can be known or understood through reason, philosophy, or science, and that the concept of God represents a fundamental aspect of the universal reality. Ultimately, whether it is possible to know God is a deeply personal and subjective question, and different people will have different beliefs and experiences in this regard. All right, there you go. That was my chat with the ChatGPT AI language tool bot um, that's been very popular in the news lately. And I want you to think about your connection to the universe. And as we start 2023, I want you to practice positive manifestation. We love you, Jay! The dude is all right. It's all about community. Come join us. You can hit me up on Twitter and Telegram at jfrat. Join the Indecent Disclosure channel on Telegram if you want to join the Hangin' with Hippie sessions. And of course, as always, if you want to support this podcast and support your smoking lifestyle, go to smokinjays.com and use coupon code HIPPIE 
H-I-P-P-I-E for 15% off at checkout. Please come back to tell me you found my baby doll. If she lost her dog away, wouldn't be cool at all. Well, gonna have to make a decision. Down to Jake's place, trying to get out of 